1: Hey everybody, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick, listening to Matt Slick Live. It is, uh, let's see, February 13th, 2023. Happy birthday to my wife. Lucky woman to have me, and uh, I'm her biggest present, I guess. So, uh hope she's not listening. Hey, if you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial th- uh, 877-207-2276. I'm trying to do so many things to talk about. You know, I'm thinking... And, uh, but I'm not gonna, yeah, I think I'm gonna hold off with some stuff. So, get this okay, a week from today, I'll be in, uh, Israel. And so, Charlie Spine is going to take over. And, uh, Charlie and I have known each other for 43, 45 years, I don't know. And, uh, so, uh, he, he, uh, he knows a lot about stuff, and he should be able to handle the show fine. Luke is now with another company, and that's fine. So, uh, for those of you who miss Luke, you know, we can probably arrange it so he does a show, show sometime. Once he gets so uh, uh, situated in the uh, new ministry he's in, they said he could actually work a little bit with CARM, so that's good. So maybe they'll uh, grant him an hour every now and then to do a show. So, uh, But in the meantime, so it looks like Charlie's going to be doing it for two whole weeks, and maybe he'll have on some other guests Uh, I don't know he could have on Laura he could have on Dave uh, Kimball he could have on uh, all kinds of people and uh, and talk so what I want you to do is get your most difficult ambiguous questions you can possibly think of and then give them to him and uh, so give me the easy stuff so I look good and then uh, he'll be begging for mercy when I get back that'd be good good plan so there you go now he's a good guy he's a good guy and uh, he uh, gets mistaken for Santa Claus around Christmas time and you'll see why when you if you see him on camera don't so know if i going to set that up it's up to you guys we can talk about that but at any rate all right three open lines 877-207-2276 if you want you can also email me at info at karm.org info at karm.org. and um, just say hey you know for the radio show you've got, got a question or a comment you can uh, leave it there I read them on the air You know, and if you don't feel comfortable being on the air, a lot of people get nervous on the air. I know, um, I I remember the very first time I got on the air, uh, at least in this show. I actually did two years before I did this radio, uh, so I've technically been on radio for for 20 years. But I've been doing uh, Matchlick Live now under a different name than this name, but the same show uh, for 18 years. But I did two years uh, once a week uh, before that helping a guy out so uh but technically i guess you could say 20 years of radio and uh we'll see but anyway, any rate just been doing that and loving it uh, five days a week doing that for 18 years and uh, like i said if you want to email me you can all I gotta do is uh, just uh, email at info at karm.org we already have a radio question that came in and uh, we'll get to that after we get to the callers rudolph rudolph welcome you are on the air
2: Yes, sir. Are things such as earthquakes, hurricanes, and tornadoes part of the curse on creation because of man's sin?
1: Yes. Okay. Adam represented uh, mankind and the world, and so when he fell, uh, the world was affected. Sin entered the world through one man. Romans five twelve. So, yep, all this stuff and uh, problems and everything um birth defects earthquakes famine plagues are because of what uh of the entrance of sin into the world so yeah okay
2: yes sir um the reason why i'm asking is because um
1: christians
2: uh, i hear him saying all the time that's mother nature and this and the other and this is really irritating when they see that because that is not what we have problems
1: in nature yeah um, yeah there's a yeah people yeah well yeah <laughs> that's a lot and it reminds me because uh, a death toll in Turkey and Syria I'm just looking um, a day ago it was at 33,000 so uh,
2: yep yeah it's like 35
1: now oh man that is horrible you know we actually have a missionary in uh, Turkey and uh, we're supporting him as he goes through seminary. He's a he's a Christian, speaks four languages, and uh, we couldn't contact him for a little while. But he's okay. He couldn't get a hold of his uh, father-in-law, but he finally was able to. So um, we had a donor who uh, gave us some money to send to him, some extra money. We keep him on on a uh, staff salary, but he, he's not producing anything. He's just going to seminary, and that's our missionary work and support hopefully he'll stay with us but if he doesn't that's okay i already told him i say he's not obligated to stick with us but uh it's just uh, money well spent but nevertheless so uh we had someone send money to send to him and if people want to do that uh, they can do that and we can send stuff to him and he's a good christian man and he will uh, use it for the glory of god to help people so there you go that's that but yeah it, the uh okay. the fall it, it brought a lot of disaster absolutely
2: yeah, yeah. okay Yes, sir. Thank you very much for saying that, and I will call you back. God bless you. Thank you. And your wife's birthday is today. My mother's birthday is tomorrow.
1: Ah, well, happy birthday to your mom. Uh All
2: right. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, take care. Bye-bye.
1: All right. God bless. All right, four open lines. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877 207 2276. Let's get to a more from North Carolina. Welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt. I've
3: uh, been uh, listening to you for a while. I listen as much as I can. With, uh, by uh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me
1: okay? Yes, I hear you. Uh-huh. Okay.
3: I've been uh, listening to you for a while. Uh, I listen to you as much as I can, especially when I'm uh, not working. But uh, My question to you is that uh, I hear some people sometimes say, or uh, uh, some people say, like, like, for example, they say, uh, some people are uh, ungodly, they don't even go to church, some nation or country, they don't even believe in Christ, they, they don't believe in God, or whatever they say like that. Mm-hmm. but uh they're living a good life I mean they're living good I mean so why why worry about praying worrying about God we are living okay what can I say for, like that kind of question like that what will um, you, I will help them let me say that
1: yes uh well but you need to tell them it's the same thing you tell everybody is is uh, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God Romans 323 and that they should not put their all their hope and trust in their finances or their possessions because they can't take them with them when they die yeah. and everybody's going to die and so i just tell people i said i tell them i say look i don't care how rich you are or how poor you are i said uh, you put your if you put your trust in your possessions then you'll going kind to of face god naked because your possessions are going to stay here and you're going to face him And only his mercy and his grace uh, lets you continue to breathe because you have offended him so much. Every day you offend him by denying him, by doing things for your own interest, by not being godly, by lying and cheating and stealing and coveting and all the things that we do throughout our lives. And God is merciful, letting you breathe, letting you walk. But when his mercy Ceases, you're going to face him. You'll face him alone, or you're going to face him with Christ. So now's the time of salvation because judgment's coming. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's,
3: I, I like uh, that. I, I, uh, you, yeah, yeah, you, you're, uh, I agree, uh my But anyway, uh, I, I enjoy listening to you and, uh, uh, continue what you're doing. God bless you. And the previous follower said, uh, Happy birthday to your wife. Also. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: That's right. Okay. Yeah, she actually went out with the ladies and had some coffee and had a good time, was able to do that. So uh, so praise oh, God. That's very
3: good. Yeah, right. she's able Thank to do you. that. And continue what you're doing, man. Okay. All, All right. right. Thank you okay. okay. God bless you. Bye-bye. You too. Thanks. Bye.
1: Okay, we have nobody waiting. So if you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. Let's get to. Let's see. Let's get to uh, the radio. Uh, I mean the emails. Oh boy, the emails that uh, have come in. Here's one. Um, hello, brother Slick. That just <laughs> it just doesn't sound good, brother Slick. But uh, for those of you who might be new uh, tuning in, it is my real name. So a lot of people don't think it is. It's a radio name. They think, uh, Matt Slick Live. No, it's my real name. But anyway, do you use a specific study Bible and or do you recommend one? No, I don't use a specific study Bible. I just use the NASB in English. I'll look at the Greek and the Hebrew. And occasionally I will go to commentaries that I trust and uh, look through them. And uh, see if I can glean anything new, or something I hadn't thought of um, when I do do stuff. Like for example, today I released an article on Matthew five eight. Does it contradict First Timothy six sixteen? Because the first, the former verse says uh, the the pure in heart will see God, and the latter verse says the Father cannot be seen. So how do we reconcile that? And so I wrote an article on that and I came up with some answers and some stuff and then went and checked a commentary to see if there's anything new in there. And I actually got one of the ideas was, oh, that's, that's right, It's that's a good point. I forget which one it was. And so, uh, just included it, um, you know, when that's what they're for, the commentaries are to teach us or to help us. And sometimes what I'll do is go to Bible dictionaries and I do that a lot. And also lexicons, which are word definitions. And so, uh, then I'll take the word uh, that, and I wrote for this article, I actually looked up the two different words for seeing that are used in the two different verses, and I did uh, an examination on every single use in the entire uh, New Testament, could have written in Greek. And so, I uh, do stuff like that, and I learn, and I glean, that's what I do, and that's how I study. But at any rate, a specific study Bible, you know, if I were to recommend one, I'd say the Geneva study Bible would be good. And even though I prefer the NESB, I think they use the ESV. Let's see. Uh, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Romans sixteen twenty b. Gray hair is a crown of glory. It, it is gained in a righteous life. Well, I think mine's from worry. Uh, As a person thinks, so is the person. Man should not live by right along. Good, it's good stuff. Uh, yeah, that's right. A person identified only by a set of A person can be identified only by a set of propositions. That's interesting. Gordon Clark said that. I'd like to ferret that one out. All right. Pretty good. Hey, we have four open lines, 877 2276 Buskman from Dayton, Ohio. Welcome. You're on the air.
0: It's always good to talk to you, Matt. Well, um, great. I got a question as I was asking your screener. What is the difference, Matt, between Christian nationalism and Christian patriotism? And as I was explaining to your screener, I love my country, Matt. My father and grandfather served in the Navy. They would be very upset with me right now if I stayed on my couch and didn't get involved with what's going on in our nation today. So I'm very active, Matt, very active. All the way from school board meetings to meeting with um, representatives of Ohio, and even speaking with our governor Mike DeWine. So, what is Christian nationalism, sir?
1: Christian nationalism is uh, the the position from the Christian perspective that Christian that America is defined by its Christian principles and should be a Christian nation. Where patriotism is something similar, but without the Christian emphasis. Hey. We got a break. We'll be right back, folks, after these messages. Please stay tuned.
0: It's Matt Slick live. Taking
1: your calls at 877 207 2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome back to the show. Let's get back on the air with Buskman. I hope we didn't skip somebody. Uh, Buskman, you're there?
0: Yes, sir. Still here, sir.
1: All right. I hope that helped, you know.
0: It did. Um, In fact, I think I I have to change my my teams then because um, it sounds like I'm more of a Christian nationalist, and I just couldn't differentiate the difference. And I'll tell you what, Matt, you really set things clear. Because I have, I, I serve in a, on a lot of different, uh, let's just say, groups, and some of the the, the men and the women that uh, I serve with are not Christian, so they would be considered patriotic, they just don't mm-hmm. know Jesus Christ. Am I getting that right, right, Matt?
1: Yeah, except that it's not just a Christian who believes in it, but a Christian who believes that... Basically, uh, America is a Christian nation. Was founded on the Christian principles, right. and should continue to be founded on the Christ- Christian principles. So, to that degree, I aggr- I agree uh, that uh, we need to uh, definitely have that.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree too. And I, I'm just curious where <laughs> I, I work and I serve both in my churches. If I can go into this this why why do Americans who are born and raised in our America talk a lot, Matt, but they don't do anything. And then I want to ask that same question to the American Christian church. Let's
1: do that. Let's do that. First one. Okay. Yep. So ask your question again. Okay.
0: Okay. I talk to a lot of people where I work. I work in customer service, and I'm very chatty, which is why I like calling the Matt Slick Show. Um, Why? when when we get into a chat about how bad our America is and how far we've drifted off of our values founded by our family our founding fathers how come men and women who love their country won't do anything Matt they because
1: Just conditioned not to do anything it. they're conditioned not to do anything <clears throat> that's it Wow okay because what there's no unification plus Plus, people are, are too used to their creature comforts. They want to lose a job and okay. lose everything. And so they have the principle that is predominant, that, that creaturely comfort is more important than integrity, more important than, uh, than other-centeredness in relationship to the furthering of the gospel through the integrity of our country. So the, wow, the, man. Wow. Yeah.
0: Now let me ask the same question. To the American churchmen, the the person, the, the people who claim Christ and go to church, why will they not do anything, sir?
1: Because they're likewise uh, afraid and are not organized. And now there could be lots of reasons. And I remember I had a theory in my social science class in um, college about why people didn't evangelize. So I had a theory. turned out my theory was completely wrong after the research. Still got a good grade because that's what you're supposed to do, you know, verify or (laughs) disverify. And so, with having said that, um, I can only give you my opinion. And what I have found is that most Christians don't know the Christian faith. The pastors and the elders aren't equipping them for the work of ministry, but they're babysitting them. And if I were a pastor again, which I would like to be, only if (laughs) we had people did everything and I just had to preach and teach but I would be warning people that to come to the church would mean to get equipped and that with this equipping comes responsibility and how that is worked out in individuals lives is between God and that person but this is not a comfortable message to teach it's more like a warning because Jesus said in John John 9 23-24 he said He said this, he said, uh, and he, as he was saying, let's see, get these references right here. He was saying this, he said, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow after me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake, he is the one who will save it. This is what Jesus calls us to. Now let's just say, hypothetically, that I was preaching on a, a church on a corner and I'm the pastor. And across the street is the church of what's happening now. And you go over there and you'll get a good, uh, comfortable message. God wants you to be blessed. God wants you to be healthy. God wants you to be wealthy. God wants you to um, have power and influence. And this is what God has got for you because you're a child of God, children of God, deserve to be treated like kings. And we'll be pre-trib raptured out of here, so everything should be fine. Now, then the person says, "I'm not going to go try that, that church across the street with a guy named Slick." And I got to hear this, and I could just see them coming out afterwards, saying, "I'm not going back there," because he requires too much. And it's not me requiring anything; it's the Lord. Because what does the Bible say? Pick up your cross and follow after me. Now, I'm certainly not saying I do it every day. But I am saying that this is what we need to be doing. This is what our goal is. And I think Christians actually, believe it or not, true Christians who hear the voice of God, who are out in the field of the world, long to hear the voice of the shepherd. They want to hear the shepherd. They want to know what to do. They want to know what direction to walk, to do what's necessary while he protects them from the wolves. I think they want that. But I also believe that there are those whom God is calling to be strong and to be shepherds within that situation, and so therefore they're called to equip the Christians, and I'm one of those. I'm a teacher who is called to equip the body of Christ, among other things. But how many would go to that church versus the one across the street that tells you what you want to hear and tickles your ears? This is the problem. Matt, with your, your church.
0: church would be the, the schoolhouse sized church, and the mega church, Carlot church building, would be the second one. Maybe. They would be overwhelmed with people, but Matt Slick's church would be just, you know, 20 members probably.
1: Well, that kind of a thing. You know, John MacArthur has a big church, and he's a good teacher. So there are good churches, big churches, that are teaching good stuff. But the illustration, and I appreciate your sentiment, and you're on track with me there, but the sentiment is that we are not being taught what we need to be taught. And, there's, yeah. and you don't have, people don't have to do radio shows or websites or stand out in front of a Mormon church like I want to do more and more recently with a sign that says ismormonismchristian.com, which is one of my websites. I want to just stand out there on a Sunday morning. I prefer to do that than go to you, church.
0: I mean, you might you might win one of those people. You know, well, I don't win any, but it's, it's I hear It's worth you. the hour.
1: <laughs> well, it's, it's I do not that sort of thing. By
0: the way, Matt, I do that yeah. sort of thing. I do yeah. it. I do it.
1: <laughs> but it's not wise to do it by yourself. Uh, I would need backup because I've been threatened before, threatened with arrest, yeah. threatened with physical harm, and uh, this is because people get violent when you tip over their they idols. Do. So I would have to have uh, you know assistance, and I would love to do that, you know, and maybe yeah. I will sometime. It's very just go strengthening. What's that?
0: It's it's very strengthening. I mean, you you you, you stretch out in ways when you actually
1: mm-hmm.
0: get out and and physically do something mm-hmm. that is in the face flies in the face of your culture, whatever it is, like yours right. being the Mormon uh, culture of they're lost. It definitely stretches your 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 Christian muscle when you actually go do things That's instead right. of just leaving it in our minds. And I'll tell you, Matt, you get stronger and stronger.
1: Yes, you do. The more those times you do, it's it's awesome. That's right. Amen, brother. Hey, we got a break, so thanks, God Matt. bless. Okay, thanks a Thank lot. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Hey, we have three open lines: eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. Be right back. It's Matt Slick live, taking your calls at 877 207 2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey, we're at the bottom of the hour, everybody. And uh, thanks for listening. Wow. So, uh, tell you what, if you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877 207 2276. Let's get on the air with Martin from Virginia. Martin, welcome. You're on the air.
4: Hi, Matt. Hey, thanks for your ministry. Oh, um, right. I've uh, happy birthday to your wife. I hope you gave her a nice, uh, a nice flowers gift and maybe a message that said there'll be no sandwiches made today. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I make them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, you make them for her, right?
1: That's right. Uh, yeah.
4: So, um, so your second caller had talked about, and and the sentiment's you know, quite common. It was even common in scripture about mm-hmm. um, all these people that that are are. Are doing along quite well doing quite great but they have mm-hmm. maybe not the quite scripture tone or the sentiment of God in them
1: mm-hmm. and
4: and I think scripture uh, you know it, it referenced that and i and I'm I might be morphing things here and you can probably help me out is I you know it was clear that you know you know as in the time of Moses that you know that there will be marrying and, and and drinking and there'll be mm-hmm. times but judgment will come it, it, it will come you can't avoid that. yes
1: Yes. Yeah, in fact, uh, Jeremiah 12, 1 says, Righteous are you, O Lord, that I would plead my case with you. Indeed, I would discuss matters of justice with you. Why has the way of the wicked prospered? Why are those who deal in treachery at ease? And, these are, and there's Job 21, there's Psalm 73. You know, Psalm 73, For I was envious of the arrogant as I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no pains in their death, and their body is fat. Yeah, it's yeah. a common yeah. theme. Uh-huh.
4: It's hard. I mean, I, and you go through life, especially now with all the social media influence that mm-hmm. those that don't have a scriptural influence or, or, or even a parental type directive to, to kind of be meek and humble, you're going to lose your way pretty easy
1: Yes, but they have their reward in full here. And it is fair to to wonder why uh, the wicked prosper. Well, you see, um, you know, I was watching some movies uh, this past weekend, and and um, you know, there was there were different themes, but the wicked were very prosperous. Drug cartels, for example, they kill, they murder, they hinder truth, um, and with threats, they gain power. Well.
2: Yeah
1: with prosperity become very successful but this is the reward and the punishment they will receive is I can't even imagine because the the hell that people are going to be subject to is so unimaginably bad and then for those who have at their own hand at their own dealing killed and injured others young and old how much more will their judgment be and this is something that i don't want for them but um it's coming for them but the yeah, thing is you know,
4: I, I'm with you. I, you know, just you know pray, pray for them pray for their salvation their redemption okay. um, you know god's judgment is going to be just obviously yeah
1: well you know i was working on something last night let me go through it and read a little bit of it I just while i'm watching tv And uh, writing this on my phone. The place we live in is a corruption of God's creation. Our fallen world is an attack on his goodness. It's a rebellion against his order and a distortion of his truth. The world is godless, evil, secular, humanistic, atheistic, and idolatrous. The world speaks against God, uses his name in vain, kills its unborn, perverts sexuality, weakens marriage, and defines its own truth as it refuses to submit to the one holy triune God because of its rebellion against the Holy One, it dances with the devil and revels in its own sin, all the while thinking it is righteous, progressive, and inclusive. Yet it teeters on the precipice of the eternal fire, held from falling into its flames only by the patient hand of God. And there's more. And these are the things that, you know, that, that I've been thinking about. Because the wicked are prospering, and I believe that the time is coming... Maybe not my lifetime, but maybe my lifetime because I'm 66, where Christians will be gathered up and persecuted. Maybe Gestapo style, maybe Nazi style camps. I don't know. But I do know that shadow banning is going on, that uh, the, the political system is basically corrupt. We can't trust the elections. They're forcing things on us like vaccines that don't need to be forced on us. They're controlling uh, the energy input in our country and they're doing exactly the things that you would do in order to destroy our country. It is the wicked who are in these places of power who are prospering by the demise, from the demise and the destruction of the people that are supposed to rule. And this is what's happening yes. in our country. Yeah? No, and you're right. I mean, you can, can see that in the news
4: even today. That there are Christians being persecuted. The, earth, the mm-hmm. World is definitely being dampened. And- and God's will obviously is it and it's going, and hopefully, you know, it, according to Scripture, it's going to keep going. And sadly, you know, keep praying, keep the faith. But I did have another question about sure. chat GPC.
1: About yes, I was just on it today. As a matter of fact, uh huh.
4: Ah, nice. Okay, so I was I've got some screen captures, and it was quite hilarious. I've got like six or seven. I got the chat GPT, the, you know, the 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 bot to admit that it was incorrect. And I started moving to about bias and it said, well, it's not bias. It can't be biased. That's no feelings. It has whatever. It's a it's not. Oh well, yes, AI. it's biased. It's biased. very biased.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, it's I biased.
4: Yeah, that. it's
1: already been established. Yeah, yeah. It's biased towards uh, liberalism. And uh, like, let's see, uh, let's see. Say what? Okay, uh, some good things about Trump, and I'm gonna do the same thing about. Uh, oh, it he actually has some stuff in there. Okay, hey, how about that? And then say good things about Biden. I'm gonna see what it's gonna do. But yeah. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry.
4: Yeah. Well, no, I t- I took a different tack, and I found out that it it does. I asked if it's a self-learning bot. And it says, no, it's not. But the next day, I asked it the same question, but it came up with the, with the correct answer. So my first question was, mm-hmm. hey, what was the very first coin minted in the New Orleans Mint? And it took maybe 13, 15 seconds. And it said it didn't know. It didn't have that information. And it gave me a bunch of great information about that mint. And then, the, and I knew it was a half dime. I've got several half dimes from New Orleans. I mm-hmm. love those half dimes. And the next day, I asked the same question. The exact same question. And it says it's this. And then I asked, I asked it, well, why did you say it was this? I mean, you can almost have a semi intellectual conversation with it. And it, it tried to repeat the same question. And it says, sometimes I can be mistaken. And then it says, you know, this. So then I said, okay, what was the very last coin minute from the minute? And it right off the bat said, well, I don't have that information. I'm like, okay. That's so it right. is sort of a self-learning, self-programmed. It's Absolutely. Only programmed, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is biased mm-hmm. by whatever programs
1: we fed into it. By the logarithm. I talked to someone who's very knowledgeable about all of this stuff. We spent a couple hours on the phone, I asked. Uh, I, one of my daughters knows some people in that field, and so uh, he was very gracious, PhD candidate. Took a lot of notes, and it's only as good as the algorithms. Um, and they can create them so that they're self-learning. The thing I'm concerned about is, uh, and I told him this, you know, in a chuckling kind of a way, you know, when Skynet becomes a reality, and they come after us and he says yeah it can't happen at least not now but there is a community of individuals who are concerned about the potentiality of it in that context and uh, it, it is a very powerful now the thing is that if liberals are the ones who are in control and they're the ones who write the algorithms and they're the ones who tweak the algorithms you know they're going to tweak it towards so, uh, socialism and communism well, this means then, socialism and communism are a means of control from the government over the people. This is exactly what the Antichrist would like, and this is what. So, this is yeah. one of the things that's uh, scaring me. But. Uh, Here's a question. What is, uh, how can the, uh, the left use this? How can it be used for control? Well, we could probably sit here and think of some ways, because if people are going to start using AI, because I went in, and I released an article on Beatitudes, and I wanted to see, OK, what's it going to say about the Beatitudes? And I said, what are the Beatitudes? And it gave a decent answer. You know, I've done this, what is the Trinity? And it does the same thing. I don't copy these things, just put them straight in. I go, OK, what's it doing? And I'm going to learn on how it's learning to see what it knows. But here's the thing, if people are going to start using this and become dependent on it, then there's an issue here we got to worry about, and that's the nature of truth. Because if everybody starts using it as a means of, of finding truth, then that's potentially a right. problem. And it could mean right. then that the IP addresses from which the questions are, are coming out, other programs can use those to see what you're interested in. And then that can be used for further control. So this is, you know, it's a concern I've got.
4: Yep. Yeah, no I agree. I agree. It's it's a uh, it's a very early form of uh, mind control through social influence influence.
1: It can be. And, yeah. You know, it's, it's
4: it's 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 Google on steroids. It's it's not it's not perfect. It's totally really? artificial. It's not true intelligence. And I grant it it's moving in the right way, but it's biased. Clearly.
1: It is. Absolutely. Yep. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> All right. Well God Bye. bless Martin. God, God bless. bless. All right. Bye. Hey, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live. Taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Man, this hour's gone by fast. We only have uh, 15 minutes left in the show. Let's get to Sean from South Dakota. Sean, welcome. You're on the air.
5: Yes, sir. Thank you. So I'll articulate this very quickly. So I've got a really good friend. He's one of my best friends. Um, comes from his dad's a Lutheran pastor, grandpa Lutheran pastor, uncle Lutheran pastor. Well, a couple of years ago, he started looking into Lutheran theology and, and since then has written a book against the baptism of what the Lutherans believe in or baptismal regeneration. So he's a hundred and ten percent convinced that Lutherans teach and believe that water baptism is what justifies a person. He actually has written a book on this and and so I started doing some research on it. And um I I understand there's probably, you know, I'm I, I come more from a covenant view of baptism. I'm gonna go to a Reformed Church, but I mean, he—I can't change his mind. I, so he even goes as far as to say that, you know, like Martin Luther would be like a false teacher. Yeah, you know, like he's like crossing some waters yeah. here that I think are very dangerous. So, just want your opinion on this.
1: Well, surprisingly, I, I actually have a bachelor's degree from a Lutheran uh, college, and I okay. took all the theology courses uh, that I could there in preparation for seminary. Rod Rosenblatt, Dr. Rod Rosenblatt, a great teacher. Um, We talked about this. And there's a phrase, ex opera operata, and it means by the doing it is done. They consider, from what I understood, they consider a baptized infant to be saved. But they also believe that he cannot be saved if he does not keep the covenant faithfulness. So Mm -hmm. this, this is a concern because when I would talk to him, and he was a very good representative of Lutheran theology. Uh, he was, I, let me put it this way, I can't remember ever having really it resolved. And I, I would say, but this can't be the case. And yet he would say, from what I remember, trying to remember this, because it was back in the late 80s, when I graduated from there, when I made a bachelor's. But what I'm trying to remember is, uh, it was, he's not saying, it's actually the water that saves you. They are not regenerated by it but it's the means of grace by which the regeneration occurs with faith mm-hmm. so it's similar to the church yep. of christ and i said but that's just you know it's not satisfying but i would be interested to talk to your friend i, I would because if he's got documentation oh. On this, is he? Do you know if it's LCMS he's talking about, or ELCA, or whatever?
5: Yeah, you're exactly right. It's the LCMS, and actually, I'll send you an email. Um, I'll even send you a copy of his book. I mean, it's he's Mm -hmm. um, he's written another book too. Um, In in this other book, uh, it's just it's very difficult because um, I disagree with him. Sorry, I disagree with him, and but I think yeah, I got my little four year old yelling at me. It's time for dinner. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, the thing is, when I went there, I was concerned. And they, I was actually offered free yeah. seminary education if I went to an LCMS seminary. And I told them I could not because yeah. I did not believe in that issue, for, uh, among other things. Right. And so, but, and also teach to lose your salvation, but it's very difficult to lose your salvation in Lutheranism.
5: Yeah, exactly. And so, and I understand, like, you know, there's differences among the entire, you know, Universal Church uh, on, on things, right. um, you know. He's, only, he's even gone so far as to cutting off his family, um, you know, because he says his dad's a false, a false teacher. And, he can't
1: do that. That's not because
5: um, his dad's a pastor. Yeah,
1: yeah. Now he shouldn't. You know? We should talk. He should not cut off his family. Yeah. Uh, I understand why yeah. he wants to. I understand what the logic is, but uh, I don't know if anything in the Scripture says to do that. If anything, he might want to be. Uh, be there to make sure that his father is understanding what the true gospel is and not putting any faith or hope in baptism. And so I could talk a lot about baptism as what it is. In fact, I'll be doing that uh, this Thursday night when I teach on uh, Romans uh, Romans 6 through 11, I may get to 11, uh, talking about the uh, the issue of baptism or circumcision as a a sign and a seal with baptism is related to that. Now baptism gets very complicated. So I'm glad you're a covenant yep. theologian. Let me ask you, if you're, yep. if you're a covenant individual, do you affirm infant baptism from the Reformed perspective?
5: Absolutely, yeah. So I, um, okay. I grew up Roman Catholic, um, mm. <laughs> uh, was baptized Roman Catholic, was part of the charismatic movement for a number of years. And then my wife and I, uh, we somehow got down to, a, you know, we were part of a really good, what I would call just Reformed Baptist church. And for a number of years, and I had a really sat under a really good pastor, and I always tell him, I said, because of your expository teaching and preaching, I I've converted over to covenant baptism. Um, so yes, good. and we um we actually got our three-year-old and, baptized. Uh, now he's four, and then we got our eighteen-month-old baptized uh, about six, okay, four months good. ago.
1: Now, just so people yeah. know, because yeah. I agree with the caller, I'm a, a covenantalist uh, also. We don't yeah. teach that baptism saves, we teach that it's just simply an extension of the covenant requirements and signs that God has in the New Testament economy. Because circumcision is related to uh, baptism in Colossians 2 and we get into, i get into some more theology and if you don't agree folks that's okay because nothing in the scripture yep, explicitly okay. states that it, you know that nothing says that uh, infants were baptized except there are hints of it and whole households are baptized and things like that so uh but here's yeah. the thing i say to people is uh all covenants biblically have signs so when you make a covenant with god there needs to be a sign when you're doing with infant baptism is you're covenanting with god in the community to raise that child uh, for the glory of God, and that, that by the covenant requirements that as a father is that God looks upon the child faithfully uh, as a covenant thing. It's pretty advanced theology for a lot of people who don't understand that. And uh, yeah, it's so, not
5: a very popular opinion. No, it's not. <laughs> it really is not a popular theological belief. And. Um, and I'll just say this, you know, like, there's two things I wrestled with, and we're short on time, and I wanted other people to— I waited 20 minutes, so I guess I could take up one more minute. Sure. But, um, I, uh, sure. you know, I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, as we're on this path, and then I'll, I'll, I'll definitely reach out to you via email and chat a little bit more, but, um, you know, uh, we have to identify, you know, if we don't hold the covenant theology, when were the children kicked out of the covenant, right? And um, one of the things they that got me at on it was— yeah yeah exactly and one of the things that got me was you know in paul's letter to the churches well he addresses and and i know this isn't like a rock solid thing there's a lot to covenant right. theology but you know there were there were children a part of those churches that he addressed absolutely as you know do we know yeah we can get into the whole thing but just oh yeah just a couple little tidbits of yes yeah some yeah <laughs>
1: well, well, <the> illustration <laughs> you i you so use much, man um sure yeah. the illustration I use is two Jews are walking down the road they do this once a week and they always go to business together and they're talking about their families and one of them says you know I've been listening to Paul the Apostle listen to him and you know what I've I've, uh, I've become a Christian now following Paul what Paul's saying about the Lord you know and he goes, really you are he goes yeah now that I'm a, a you know a, I believe in the Messiah who comes now I get it our children are not included in the covenant of God it's just a Jew would never say that it would never be the case. So, you know, exactly. yeah, because this because it's Jewish. The covenant is Jewish, and uh, Jesus fulfilled yep. it, and then we are an extension of that covenant. And so, uh, yeah, that's that's it. But you know, I'm going to say this to everybody: Look, if you don't agree, that's okay. well We're not going to die in that hill. It's just a theological thing that yeah. my brother here and I agree on. And uh, praise God, you know. If, and if you don't agree, that's okay. Yeah, it's all right. That's right. All right. Okay, buddy. Thank you, brother. All right. God bless, yeah, Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. All right. Now let's get to Aaron from Virginia. Aaron, welcome. You are on the air.
2: Hi. Hi. So what do you got? I was watching a video on TikTok, and a gentleman stated that if you didn't know God's name as Joshua, you don't know God.
1: Yeah. That's stupid. And
2: so you could say GD and stuff like that and be blasphemous, but it's not blasphemy because you're not actually calling him out by his name.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, it's just, uh, I'm sorry, but it's just stupid thinking. Sorry, I have to call it for what it is. Okay, it's stupid. Nobody knows how the true name of God is uh, is pronounced. Uh, the, the Hebrew is Jothe Vahe, the four letters, the tetragrammaton, and the vowel points are, weren't added till later so no one knows the exact pronunciation of the name of God. There's a group called the Sacred Name Cult. It's a broad cult and it has uh, many subgroups in it. And they'll teach that you have to say Jesus' name right or you're not r- worshipping the true God. You have to say God's name right or you're not worshipping the true God. You've got to pronounce it right and they know what their true pronunciation is. Well, this kind of stuff is what they're teaching. But nobody knows. And so by their own legalism, they hang themselves, because no one knows how it is. I don't know if that helps at all.
2: It helps that my fiancé was correct. That <laughs> it what, what,
1: was utter crap. <laughs> it, it is. It's skubalon. That's the Greek word used in the New Testament, refuse. And it means more... Of that stuff so uh, yeah it's uh, it's foolishness uh, so people will say that and and uh, you know so I'll say okay so what's what's the name of Jesus and I love doing this to him and they'll say it's it's uh, Yeshua and I'll say it is it says then why does it say in Matthew 5 21 you shall call his name Jesus in the Greek Jesus. that's what his name that's what they were told to call him do you call him that Jesus? No? But, well, wait a minute. Well, his real name is Yeshua. Well, then why is it not referenced in the New Testament? Why did God choose to have the New Testament written in biblical Greek, in Koine Greek of the time, and that was a name used and told right there? So why is it that uh, what you say isn't found in Scripture? Well, they don't like that kind of thinking because it doesn't fit their cultic mind. And that's what what it is. Okay? Thank you. You're welcome. See, I get upset when I hear hear heresies that bind people, that stop them from growing and put them under legalistic uh, bondage that if you don't say it right, you can't be saved. You're not worshiping the true God. Nothing but bondage. And it's foolishness that needs to be rebuked and put in the trash heap. Let it smolder with other pieces of refuse that belong there. Okay?
2: Okay. Thank you greatly. (laughs)
1: You're <laughs> welcome greatly. <laughs> well, God bless. Right. God bless. Okay. All right. All right. We got nobody waiting. We've got about two minutes left in the show. So uh, let's see if I... I'll go over and check on uh, an email to see if anybody emails. Uh, look at this. Someone says... Still running the issues with Facebook? Oh, that reminds me. A couple of things, actually. Thank you for that. One, we stay on the air by your support. And uh, we're, I'm just asking, if you like the show and you want to see it continue or hear it continue, please consider supporting us at carm.org forward slash donate. C-A-R-M dot O-R-G forward slash donate. We hope that you would consider that. Five dollars a month isn't too much. And we hope that uh, you might help us out. Also, because of uh, shadow banning and uh, the, uh, the censoring Gestapo and stuff like that on Facebook and, and YouTube, we are gradually moving over to other venues. We're gonna be, we have a, a page on CARM forward slash social hyphen media, and you can go check stuff out there. But we're going to be moving stuff over to Rumble. Uh, we're going more and more into rumble and uh, we'll put the emphasis at the top of the page there pretty soon on which social media we want to start moving over to also. We're still going to keep the ones here until they kick us off because we've got like well over 60,000 people who are followers on the CARM Facebook page but we don't know how much they're shadow banning us and on YouTube we've been penalized so many times uh, when we've uh, when I've said things on the radio like uh, I don't like the uh, COVID shots and I don't think the masks are very effective You're Not supposed to say that so let's just by saying that Let's just see if I get, uh, censored again for my opinion. So not, uh, you know, you got to march lockstep with the uh, jackboots. All right. There you go. There you go. May the Lord bless you. And by his grace, we'll be back on the air tomorrow. So have a great evening. God bless. Bye.
2: Another program powered by the Truth Network.